Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. We are still learning bits and pieces about the tragic shooting in Nashville. Obviously, it's becoming clear that the shooter wanted the public to know her motivations. Um, and we're, I'm expecting that this manifesto that was left behind uh, will eventually be released. With me right now, Terry Mattingly, editor of Get Religion and author of the nationally syndicated On Religion column for the Universal Syndicate. Terry is also a senior fellow at the Overby Center at the University of Mississippi, focusing on religion, news, and the First Amendment. I wanted to have Terry join me to just talk about the way this uh, tragedy in Nashville is being reported. Terry, good to have you. Glad to be here. So what hits you about the way this story is being reported right now? Well, there's two things that I mentioned in a post today at Get Religion. Simply looking at this as a basic journalism issue in the era in which we live. One is that we we live in an era where most of the reporters have been have grown up in the age of the internet. And when something like this happens, one of the thing first things people do is they head to social media to find out if the person involved in the crime had any presence in social media. And if so, that's one of the very first things we hear about. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting, however, in the first, I'd say, 48 hours of coverage, that covering the contents of the shooter's social media was a conservative media thing, not a mainstream media thing. Hmm. And I thought that was fascinating. And there's one statement in the social media that in particular is relevant, um, where Hale identified in this social media as Aiden Hale, Mm -hmm. although signing, I will say her name, Audrey Aiden, in the message, because she knew the person she was writing this social media message to during her life as a female. In fact, they were athletes together. Um, Audrey Hale was apparently an outstanding high school athlete. And um, she said, I, you know, I see you again in another life. My family doesn't know what I'm about to do. And then here's the statement. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind. Yeah. Yeah. Something bad is about to happen. Well, that's the sort of thing that normally reporters would jump on. Sure. The other thing that's interesting is we, we, or a couple of years after the Associated Press actually changed the style book um, to say that you know, that you're supposed to go with a person's um, LinkedIn. I mean, their 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 public self-image as what you must refer to them to. If you don't, that's referred to as the sin or journalistic crime of dead naming someone. Hmm. And in social media, Hale apparently referred to herself both ways in different different cases, like this Audrey Aiden thing that she yeah. signed that other message. Right. But she clearly has chosen pronouns of he and him on the major social media accounts. And the conservative newspapers that are on the ground covering this there, and by that I mean the New York Post, the Daily Mail, 
they've been talking to people and it's apparent that a conflict had begun in the family originally over this young woman's decision to announce herself as lesbian and then eventually her decision to announce herself as recently as trans and people described that she was her parents would not let her dress as a male at home so she had clothing elsewhere and she would leave home and change into her new identity wow Wow. and then change clothes before she went back now one of the things you're looking for there is whether or not she had begun wearing a uh, a chest binder for example mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the other the other big question that you would immediately want to know is was she on testosterone mm-hmm. at this point and this gets us into one of the aspects of this something much more important than the pronouns which is you know I opened my post today with who, what, when, where, why, and how. And it seems right now that reporters are not all that interested in the why question. And we now know that the that Hale left behind a notebook or what the police called a manifesto mm-hmm. on exactly what she said in that social message. Um, so this is what we can assume she expected to come out. What you referred to in that in that uh, text message, so this is the manifesto is what she is probably referring exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I and was the manifesto in the car that she left parked in the school parking lot, or was it um, at, still at home in her room? And of course, she had hidden guns in different parts of the house that her parents did not know were there. She had seven guns in all, Gee. but. I want to. I want listeners to think for a second of the dilemma that the mainstream press is in right now. I mean, it's clear from the initial police statements that this was a targeted attack. Mm-hmm. Well, why did they call it a targeted attack? Well, I mean, we know she was a former uh, a student there, and the police initially said that she had some sense of disconnect from the school and like anger toward not maybe anger is too strong a word i'm trying to think of exactly the word they used but that she she this school was considered for a reason from her past that she didn't want to go to that school her parents maybe made her go to that school and then you have them now saying a very interesting mixed signal that there was no sign of problems between her and the school or her and her family, while at the same time they're saying there was evidence that she was planning other attacks, including right. shooting members of her family. I hadn't heard that. Mom's, That's wow. just okay. stuff today. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so you've got you have but look at all the things here we're dealing with. They they're also saying that she suffered from she was under treatment from a doctor for an emotional disorder. Yeah. And her friends and associates say that she was high-functioning autistic. Right. Now, this raises a subject no one wants to talk about because the high percentage of gender dysphoria patients among girls who are autistic and, and whether or not that might be linked to their identity questions that lead them to think they're trans, hmm. at the same time it's awkward because the people who want to press gun control, and I, I should stress here I'm an advocate of much stronger gun control, laws myself 
people who want to say, well, she never should have been able to buy the guns in the first place because she was suffering from an emotional disorder. That implies that her gender issues and her autism were part of an emotional disorder, yeah. which is not something that the left wants to say either. You and all... then, like I said, if she recently identified as trans, yeah. then you face the question, was she on testosterone? Mm-hmm. And one of the primary side effects of, of testosterone on um, females trying to adjust to that is a sense of anger and strong emotions and aggression. Yeah. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with the attack? Yeah, yeah, and you also have a, a conflict here. If she declared that she was a lesbian, but now said she's trans, that's also a conflict. Uh, there's there's some inherent conflict between the trans community and the gay community, which is going yeah. to be difficult to write about. Because, yeah, because was she lesbian whole... or was she trans? I mean, yeah. it, it, your sexual orientation doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your uh, your <laughs> your gender uh, identities. Well, so, and, and this gets us into the tensions now between liberals, old school liberals like J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. and even Andrew Sullivan. Andrew Sullivan yep. is calling for the release of the manifesto so that we can find out more about that. And I think his instincts there as one of the major, you know, gay and lesbian leaders of the past two decades, mm-hmm. you know, in world culture, I think he simply is, is asking that question as a journalist. I mean, that at some point we need to know what was going on in the life of this individual and whether the individual linked it to their motives. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. And normally that's something that journalists want to know more about. Yet if you follow this on Twitter right now, the subject of whether or not the manifesto should be released is a subject of great division Really, right now on the left. And a lot of gay, gay rights groups are saying that it should not be released because it will just lead to more hatred against trans wow. and gay people. Then, then you have the police saying, that the maps of the place were highly, highly detailed. Um, I <laughs> wondered at first if she went to the office of the school and shot the principal on, intentionally. We now know that from the police, the principal was found in the hallway outside the office, that the principal was on a Zoom call, immediately hung up the Zoom call and ran out to confront the gunner yeah. after after the gunshots that shot shot open the door. So to some degree, the principal gave her life trying to stop the shooter, yeah. Yeah. you know, in the hallway before the student went before the shooter went into the school itself. Yeah, yeah. this th- there's a lot. There's going to be a lot here. I, I'm assuming if if this is manifesto is there. I mean, what are the uh, uh, d- Reporters on uh, reporting for NBC, reporting on NBC during an interview said that uh, Drake, the, uh, the police chief, uh, right. said that uh, uh, there was some resentment that she That's had. That's the word I was trying to think yeah. of earlier. Yeah. That's He's... the word they used during the first 24 to 48 hours. But now we're getting this these statements from public officials saying, no, there didn't seem to be all that big a problem between hmm. the shooter and the family and the shooter and the school, yet the shooter took out the school. Wow. 
Yeah. We also, it would be interesting to know what the other planned targets were. Sure. The shooter went to this location because she knew it didn't have security. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of implies that maybe private Christian schools need armed security mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And then looming over this all is battles on Twitter about whether it's possible to point out that a group, whether this group is important or not, or national or not, has said there needs to be a march in Washington on April 1 for Trans Vengeance Day. I saw that. And this apparently is being blocked even on Elon Musk's Twitter, Mm -hmm. and people are being uh, told they can't talk about it. Um, You know, and that was something that was announced before this event. Is it possible that this event is even mentioned, you know, in yeah. some of this documentation? I think that's a long shot. But but once again, these are the questions that journalists normally Traditionally ask. would ask. Exactly. And, exactly. And what we have now is people don't even want to use gender accurate pronouns. Right. I know. And, and this is a story that really uh, is begging for great clarity. Uh, let's hope there'll be journalists who do do that and... Uh, I thank you for joining me uh, today once again, Terry, uh, and helping us focus more clearly on this story. Thanks. Okay, I'll talk to you again. All right. Terry Mattingly, you can follow him on Twitter at Tweet Mattingly.